The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of MLB DFS Quickets, your Wednesday, May 17th edition. Hope everybody's ready for a little bit of day baseball. We have four game early, 11 game late, 15 game all day. Tuesday was runs galore as expected. Uh, as I was texting Doc from Sports, the, the sports DJs, uh, I need a gif of... Uh, Oprah saying, you get a dong, and you get a dong, and you get a dong, because, yep, that's what we got on Tuesday, as expected. Uh, pitching was there. Uh, Nelson was great. Darvish was the top guy. Like I was saying, he was the top guy to take in that price range. Um, Keiko getting pulled early because the Astros were up too much was a shame for those that use Keiko. But, uh, yeah, interesting night, to say the least. We'll be at it again today. Um the four game early, I'll just go on a quick game by game four, and then the 11 game, I'll do as normal to uh, break it all down for you. Uh, but real quick, we will take a glance at the weather for you, and it is, oh, wrong page is up. We have one big spot in the evening to keep an eye on that I would be surprised if it plays at all. But on the day slate, roof should be closed in Miami because there's chances of rain there. But Tampa Bay, Cleveland, wind's going to be blowing out hard to right, right center. Um, Arizona and the Mets in Arizona. It's going to be hot into the 80s. Roof's going to be open. Ball should be flying. Uh, Dodgers at Giants, nice nice day there. Um, Baltimore at Detroit, slight chances of rain, like really slight as the evening goes on. Wind blowing in from right field, different than yesterday, obviously, in that just bananas ball game. Uh, Reds at Cubs. Slight chances of rain getting a little heavier as the evening goes on. Keep an eye on that one. Wind looks to be blowing out heavy to left left center. Uh, Philadelphia at Texas. Wind blowing in from right field. Rockies twins. Wind's blowing in and there's anywhere from 60 to 100% chances of thunderstorm and turns into heavy rain. I would be surprised if this one gets in. It's going to be ugly. Um, definitely would stay away from pitching in that matchup. Red Sox, Cardinals, wind blowing out to left. Yankees, Royals, wind blowing out to straightaway center field. Some rain earlier in the day looks to be clearing up around game time. Should hopefully be okay. 
Um, interesting pitching matchup with that, with the weather conditions. And other than that, we should be good to go. So let's dig in to your early slate. Four games you have, we'll kick it off with Houston at Miami. McCullers versus Urena. McCullers is one of the top options on the slate. He's coming in, uh, striking out almost 30% of the batters he's facing, while the Fish are striking out 20% of the time with a 304 Woba. McCullers is 16th on the barrel FIP leaderboard, and in the last 30 days, he's 19th. Um, if you go over the last 30 days, he is has a FIP of 314. He's getting barreled 3.33% of the time, striking out 28 0.33% of the batters he's facing. He's in a great matchup and a great hitter's ball, a great pitcher's ballpark. Definitely, definitely a guy I would be targeting on the four-game slate. Um, there's a game later we'll talk about with two really good pitchers. But outside of that matchup, this is your next best option. And um, I'd be going going big on McCullers. If, he, if the Marlins beat you today, you just walk away and you tip your cap and you say, okay, that's how it's going to be. Uh, on the other end, you have Jose Urena, who is surprisingly pitched decent of late, but um, you know was a bullpen arm at one time. Now he's in the rotation due to injuries and whatnot. You can roll the dice if you feel like it. I'm staying away. He's uh, striking out less than 15% of the batters he's facing. The Astros strike out 18.5% of the time, and they have a phenomenal 348 Woba against right-handed pitching. The Astros have a 429 implied team total. Lefties and righties are both hitting over th- or 327 and 328 respectively against Urena. Um, we've seen how potent that Astros offense has been the last few days, even the series prior. I like the Astros bats, obviously. Um, righties, lefties, whatever you like. I would avoid Urena if you can. You're going to have to pick a bad pitcher in this slate, and I'll mention a couple, but um, Urena, I wouldn't make one of them. When you're talking um, bats in this one, at the catcher's position, uh, McCann caught last night. He was great. If he's in, I like him at 35, but I like to be Gaddis at 37 for Houston. Uh, Rio Muto hits righties well. He'd be 32 against McCullers, but I'm not really looking to play many fish bats. At first base, you got Guriel, 3,100, um, swinging a good stick as a cheaper option. You're going to need some cheaper options on the slate, so keep him in mind. Justin Bohr, 3,700 bucks. Second base, Altuve, 47, is definitely in play. Moving over to third base, uh, Marwin Gonzalez, third base outfield eligible at 3,400, is intriguing. Uh, Derek Dietrich against McCullers is only $2,700. At the shortstop position, at Carlos Correa at 4,800, uh, swinging a really, really good bat right now. And over in the outfield, Springer had last night off, so he should be in the lineup. He's 4,500. You have um, Stanton, Stanton, 42, Ozuna, 38, decent prices there. Josh Reddick is Swinging it really well, leading off at 3700 Nice, cheaper value there, along with Carlos Beltran at 3500 Some good, cheaper outfield options. Jake Marisnik went off last night. He's 2500 He usually doesn't play against right-handed pitching, but he did last night. So if he's in the lineup and get a nice, cheap option there at 25 he'll be uber popular because you'll need the cheap bats tonight. But uh, he'll definitely be an option. Moving over to Tampa Bay at Cleveland. Alex Cobb versus Josh Tomlin. Cobb 7,500. Tomlin 74. You're looking at two guys that um, are both just, yeah. Cobb is striking out 15% of the batters he faces while the Indians strike out 21.3% of the time. The Indians' bats are waking up um, when it comes to the tribe. They have. Da, 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 where'd they go? Just had them right here. Uh, they have one of the highest totals on the board at five. 
lefties are hitting 415 off Cobb. So, um, yeah, I'd steer clear of Cobb. He's not striking guys out. They're going to put the ball in play. Very dicey predicament. Josh Tomlin, on the other hand, um, is facing the Rays. He strike out 25.9% of the time against righties. 326 Woba. And a stat that will stand out to you on the top 25 fit board, Tomlin's 13th overall. And in the last 30 days, he is 6th best in barrel FIP at 226. He's getting barreled up 0.8% of the time. He's only striking out 16.8% of batters he faces. But on a small slate where you're just grasping at straws, the um, strikeout upside. And Tomlin, we know, is a huge home run guy in the past. But this year, he has really avoided that hard contact. Now, given the Rays are smoking it. Uh, lefties are hitting 283 versus Tomlin, righties 362. So you got the reverse splits. Um, you, when it comes to the Rays, you're worried about Dickerson, Kiermeyer, Lomo, um, Rasmus is back, Brad Miller, all left-handed bats. So now he's got to work through Souza, Beckham, uh, and Longo. Maybe a few others. Day game it could be a different lineup. Check and see. I'm not saying I love Tomlin, but on a small slate like this where you might need a cheaper option on the mound, Tomlin is intriguing for the K upside alone and the and the lineup where, you know, righties are hitting Tomlin better and he's facing a lefty dominant lineup. I love the raised bats today. They're cheap. Um, I have a lineup with raised bats in them. But I see the appeal of using Josh Tomlin in a GPP today. Uh, just throwing that one out there. When it comes to bats at uh, in this matchup, like I said, righties versus Tomlin. Derek Norris, uh, 3K, he caught last night, so you have to see if he's in the game. Uh, moving on to first base, Lomos, 4,100. Yeah, Carlos Santana, 4,100 for the, the tribe. I said lefties versus Cobb is outstanding. And I don't mind the lefties for Tampa Bay. I'm not running away from them because they are raking, but just want to let you know the righties hit better. At second base, Brad Miller's day-to-day, so keep an eye on that. Um, Jose Ramirez, $3,800. He's second base, third base eligible. The Indians are cheap, by the way, so they make a very nice play today when you're paying up for pitching. Second base also, Jason Kipnis, $3,700, is on fire right now. His last couple games, I'll give it to you real quick here. Um, yesterday, one for four with a double and an RBI for seven points. Day before, one for three with a double and two walks for 14. Game before that, four for five. Two runs scored, two homers, four RBIs for 38 points. Slowly starting to hit the baseball. So, Kipnis at 3,700 is a nice play. Going over third base, Longo, 4K. I mentioned Jose Ramirez already. Those two are definitely in play. Shortstop, Lindor, 4,600. Always a great play. Tim Beckham, 70, or 3,300. He went yard yesterday. And in the outfield, you have Brantley at 44. Dickerson at 39 is a great price. Souza Jr. and Kiermaier are both 38. I like Rasmus a ton at 37. A nice, nice value play. Lonnie Chisenhall is 3400 bucks. I told you lefties against Cobb. Chisenhall, 3400 bucks. He's streaky. He slumped for a while. He went 0 for yesterday, but prior to that, 1 for 2 with a run, a homer, and 3 ribbies, 2 walks. 22 points on Monday and on Sunday. 2 for 2, 2 runs scored, a homer, 2 ribbies, 2 walks for 25 points. Uh, against Cobb, he makes for a very nice, cheap play at 3100 if the Rays mix up their lineup, Peter Borges is a right-handed bat at 29 to keep an eye on. Same with Shane Peterson in the outfield at 24. I doubt they do that, but you never know. Heading over to the Mets at the D-backs, Corbin Harvey. Corbin 6900, Harvey 6K. 
Uh, when it comes to Corbin, he's facing a Mets team striking out 18.5% of the time, a Woba of 322 versus righties. Um, the Mets have a team total of 462. Lefties hitting 306, righties hitting 359 versus Mr. Corbin. So keep that in mind. Um, not the greatest of numbers. He's pitched phenomenally at home this year. His last start was a little rocky, but overall pitched very well at home. And when it comes to Barrel Fip, he wasn't on the overall top 25, but in the last 30 days, he's been very, very good. 16th in the top 25 the last 30 days, 3.07 Fip. 3.23% of the time he's getting barreled up. Very, very nice. And he's striking out 23.39% of the batters he's facing. So I like Corbin. If you're not using Tomlin, Corbin is my other cheap option. Both extremely dicey, both facing matchups that you know could be tough. Tomlin more so the offense, or Corbin more so the environment. Um, the Mets lineup, if they put like the lefties of uh, Bruce and Conforto and Walker in there, it benefits Corbin. But, um, you know, Wilmer Flores crushes lefties. You know, you got TJ Rivera, a couple other guys. But for the most part, uh, the lineup favors Corbin more than Tomlin's favors him. There's my differences there. Matt Harvey, do not play Matt Harvey. You're stacking whatever you can when it comes to the Diamondbacks. Harvey striking out seven. uh, Well, I'll get to his strikeouts in a minute. The D-backs are striking out almost 24% of the time. They have a 343 Woba versus lefties. They have an implied team total of 488. Lefties are hitting 352 off of Harvey. Righties 333, which is outstanding. Um, when it comes to our old trusty barrels, Matt Harvey is a mess. Um, when it comes to the season total, he's number six overall. In the last 30 days, he has the worst barrel fit in all of baseball. 6.94. And he's getting barreled up 6.92% of the time. He's only striking out. 12.31% of the batters he's facing in the last 30 days. Not good, Bob. He's not pitching good at all. Get your D-backs locked and loaded. When it comes to the bats, the catchers, if Herman's catching, he's a lefty catcher outfield eligible, 3K for the D-backs. I always talk about my Mets catchers, Ploiecki 26, Rivera 25. Rivera went yard last night. I told you the guy's just raking at the plate. Uh, first base, Goldie, 53, obviously. You got Bruce, 48. But Wilmer Flores, first base, third base, eligible at 3,300. I like him a ton today. He's your one of your best Mets plays, period. TJ Rivera's 3,200. He's first base, third base, eligible, hitting at the top of that order. Keep those two in mind, but Wilmer Flores uh, just crushes lefties. So a great play there. Second base, Brandon Drury, 4,200. Daniels Descalso could be very interesting. Second base outfield for the D-backs. Left-handed bat, 2,500. If he sneaks into the lineup, a nice punt play for some salary relief. Third base, Jake Lamb, 4,800. Harvey is a phenomenal play. Price tag is high, but it is just great. Mention Flores, mention Rivera. Uh, Shortstop, Chris Owens, 4,400. Nick Ahmed, 3,100. Heading over to the outfield, mention Bruce, 48. Conforto, 45. Not in love with them, but they're there. Tomas, 4,300. Went yard last night. Peralta should be back. He was day-to-day with an injury. Sat last night, but came out and pinched hit. He's at 36. Really good play against Harvey. Uh, Gregor Blanco has been leading off with Pollock out. He's 3,200. Be a nice, cheap play there. So keep those two in mind with your D-backs. Last game of the early slate, you have Dodgers-Giants, Kershaw-Cueto. 
you're definitely taking a picture from this matchup, I would imagine, unless you're going McCullers and someone else, which I actually did earlier. But I also have some of this. Uh, Kershaw, 14-4. Cueto, 11-5. I'm going to mention again with Kershaw, he has to go off to make that price tag. His last two games against the Giants, uh, NLA, six innings, eight hits, three earned, five Ks, 12.7 points. Part of that, at SF, seven innings, six hits, one earned, seven Ks, 27.6. 27.6 is close. You're getting there. You'll take it, especially on the four-game slate. But still, for 14-4, you're not getting the value. Um, I don't care if you use them. Giants versus the lefties, just, we know it's not good. Kershaw's just a beast. Um He's sixth in the top 25 in FIP overall in the year. He is 10th in the last 30 days. He's getting barreled up 2.94% of the time with a FIP of 273, striking out 25.74% of the batters he's facing. He's great. We know this. It's been established. But uh, Giants strike out around 20% of the time versus lefties, a Woba of 285. Um, he's just got to hit that number, and that number's tough to hit. When it comes to Cueto, Striking out over 22% of the batters he faces, while the Dodgers striking out 20.8% of the time. They have a team wobe of 352 versus right handed pitchings. Um, Dodgers have an implied team total of 360. Righties and lefties both hitting below 300 versus Cueto, so he's getting the job done there. Uh, salary wise, you're saving almost 3K on Kershaw. When it comes to Cueto so far this year against the Dodgers, NLA, 7-8, 6 hits, 3 earned, 6 Ks for 21.6 points. I'd actually take that 21.6 right now. Then at home against the Dodgers, prior to that, 7-8, 3 earned, 5 Ks, 12.1. That's not what you want. So it's hit and miss with Cueto. He's 21 or more points in three straight DraftKings starts. He's been really good. That was at the Dodgers, at the Reds, at home against the Reds. Um... Not a bad look today. I understand how the Dodgers can hit righties. I understand the situation, but a four-game slate, not bad at all. Catchers, Posey, first base catcher, eligible at 41. I'm by no means trying to attack Kershaw, but a Kershaw little mini, a few plays against is intriguing. It's Monty Grandal, 3K versus Cueto. I remember these day games, lineups and catchers especially can be interesting. First base, Cody Bellinger, first base outfield, eligible at 46. Brandon Belt, 3,200 versus Kershaw. Second base, you have Chris Taylor, who's been swinging a great stick for the Dodgers. He's 3,200. I got Panic at 31. Kelby Tomlinson, if he's playing, because the lefty's on the mound. He's second base, shortstop eligible. He's 2,500 bucks. Uh, over to third base, you have Eduardo Nunez. He hits lefties well. He's third base, shortstop eligible at 4,200. Justin Turner, 3,900. Christian Royal, he's hit Kershaw well in his short career. Third base, shortstop eligible at $3,200. Shortstop, Corey Seager, 3600 Crawford is 28 Real cheap there. Heading to the outfield, I mentioned Bellinger. You got Jock Jams is 3400 versus Cueto. Denard Spann is swinging a good bat, but against the lefties, not the best play at $3,100. Um, as you go down the list, Mac Williamson, 2500 versus a lefty, is an interesting play. Justin Ruggiano has been swinging a pretty good stick, but the lefty on the mound, he should be playing. He's 2100 if you want to play that punt play, Mike Morse will probably be in the lineup at 2K. Man, if they put those kind of guys in the lineup, Kershaw at 14-4 starts looking better and better. But I just can't pay that price tag like I tell you guys over and over and over again. So there is your four-game early slate. You're going either Kershaw, Cueto, or McCullers up top. I actually have a McCullers-Cueto combo, and it works out because 
there's value. There's value. If you're going cheap pitching, Tomlin or Corbin are my two options there. And there's there's some fun stuff to attack there. Now let's head to your 11-game main slate. When it comes to the 11-game main slate, you have two pitchers over 10K, and then some intriguing decisions to be made, as usual. Your top price options, Mike Fulmer, 11-2, at home against the Orioles. I will avoid that one. Not saying Fulmer's not good enough, but that's a high tag against a very potent offense, especially one that hits righties well. I'll be starting my day with Michael Pineda at $10,100 at the Kansas City Royals. If you guys listened to the Dear Mr. Fantasy podcast that I was a guest on this week, I mentioned it yesterday. If not, check it out. I retweeted it. Um, Michael Pineda has been outstanding this year. His his numbers uh, mirror Steven Strasburg, and uh, many don't realize that. He's been really, really good, not walking many, still getting a few too many home runs, but he's been making them solo shots for the most part. And he's getting it done. He's averaging over 21 DraftKings points per start. Last time out against Houston, six and two-thirds, six hits, three earned, one homer, but he had seven Ks for 18.8 points. The Ks are, are what are there, six or more Ks and four straight starts. He just needs to get a little deeper into games. That's been his problem lately. He hasn't gotten past the – he went six and two-thirds his last time. Prior to that, hasn't gotten past the sixth. So if we need a little deeper, that would be great. He's going up against um, – the Royals, who boop, 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 have a 292 team Wobe against Raddies, which is below average. They strike out 21.1% of the time. Um, he's not in the top 25 the last 30 days on the FIP leaderboard. Uh, nope. But on the overall season one, he's ninth. He's striking out 30.3% of the batters he's facing with the getting barreled up 4.85% of the time to a 2.93 barrel FIP. It's outstanding. I will definitely be rolling out some Michael Pineda tonight at 10-1. Going down the list, we go to Rick Porcello at $9,000 on the road in St. Louis. It's a little sketchy. St. Louis bats, you know, not bad. Um, E-Rod got a little unlucky at times yesterday. Some goofy plays took place there. But overall, Porcello's been good. He got, only got 16.1 points his last time out. Prior to that, 25-6, 25-23-6. I was at Minnesota at home versus Baltimore, at home versus the Yankees. Um, three and runs or less in four straight starts. Six Ks or more in four straight. Seven or more in three of those four. And that, that increased strikeout rate is what's really getting me excited about Porcello. He's he's a tough one to watch because he seems to still get up a lot of hits and get in trouble from time to time. But he's looking much, much better after a slow start out the gate. Striking out almost 22% of batters he's facing. Only walking 3.7%, which is outstanding. Um, Cardinals are have a Woba of 337 versus righties. Like Jericho hits righties very well. You got Carpenters heating up, Wong. There are guys that hit him. They're striking out 20.4% of the time. No doubt about it. Um, the Cardinals have an implied team total of 4.03. Uh, lefties hitting 265 off Porcello, righties 306. So they're not even hitting them that well. At 9K, if you don't want to pay up for Pineda, not a problem. Um, Porcello, I think, will be extremely low-owned. I think people will overlook him just because of the Cardinals matchup. I could be completely wrong because he's a Red Sox and everybody likes to play Red Sox. But the Red Sox bats last night were stupid cheap. Like, Mookie Betts was below 3% and stuff. So, um, Rick Porcello at 9K, definitely, definitely on the list today. Next up, the maker of shoes, Matt Shoemaker, 8800 bucks at home against the White Sox. Going back to this fade the White Sox with the right-handed pitcher well. Ramirez pitched great. 
He just didn't get strikeouts. He had so many two-strike at-bats. Just couldn't finish guys off. So frustrating. Pitched great. Um, the Angels blowing the save for the win really sucked, but he got you like 13 points. Should have gotten you 17, almost 20 points. Pitched well. Definitely worth the gamble at that price tag. Shoemaker, 8800 bucks, much more expensive. Um, but he's got that K arm. Scary part is, is um, he is on that barrel leaderboard. Top 30, uh, the last 30 days, he's nowhere to be found. Thank goodness. So he's been better of late. But overall in the season, he's 18th, getting barreled 5.95% of the time. Barrel FIP of 499. But he is striking out 22.16% of the batters he's facing on the year. Scary part is he's walking almost 12. So it's a dicey road with the shoe, as we know. But um, when you're talking the maker of shoes, he's going up against the White Sox, 281 team will, but against Riley, striking out 23.3% of the time. So I will go back to that well again. And the White Sox have the second lowest implied team total on the day, first lowest on the evening slate. The main slate we are talking about at 337. Lefty's hitting 307, righty's hitting 321 off Shoemaker. So Shoemaker at 8800 bucks, definitely in play tonight. Now it gets a little interesting. Jason Vargas, 8400 bucks at home against the New York Yankees. Vargas, been outstanding. Uh, there's no hiding what this man has done. Uh, just go straight to the, the – I keep reiterating tonight, we have a lot of names on the barrel fit board tonight, a, a lot. Overall in the season, he's third with a barrel fit of 237, getting barrel up 1.18% of the time on the season as a whole. In the last 30 days – He's 11th, FIP of 275, still only getting barreled at 1.67% of the time, striking out almost 21% of the batters he's facing. Now he is going up against the New York Yankees, who have a the Woba of 334 against left-handed pitching. Outstanding. They're hitting everybody. doesn't really matter. They are striking out 23% of the time versus lefties. Intriguing the way Vargas' changeup is working. It's outstanding. One of these games, he's not going to locate it. And I mentioned how... The wind's blowing out hard in Kansas City, which, you know, Pineda's going to give up a home run or two. So if you want to get crazy with Royals bats, knock yourself out. I'm not recommending that at all. But Vargas, the regression train is coming. His, um, where was that at? The advanced stats are, are with you. His Sierra's only a 3.68, which isn't out of control. But when you look at his, his ERA right now, his ERA is 101. So you have a, Two six seven difference in his ERA and his Sierra, so there's definitely going to be some regression coming that direction. Uh, the Yankees have an implied team total of four five three, but lefty's hitting two ninety nine, righty's hitting two fifteen against Vargas. Uh, left and Yankees have a lot of righties they can run out against the lefty. It depends on how they want to build their lineup tonight, but uh, it's a definite GPP gamble. We say this almost every time Vargas goes out. Everyone says fade him. The blowups coming, and he pitches great. We know the blow-up is coming. It is going to happen. I still want some of him tonight because if he pitches another gym, he's going to be so low on. It's going to be amazing. GPP only. I'm not saying go heavy, heavy on him, but if you make five or more, ten or more lineups, have a little exposure to Vargas just to see what happens. He could be gone in the third inning, but the way he's pitching right now, it's too hard to just completely ignore it. Next up, Matt Garza, $8,200 at the San Diego Padres. Jimmy Nelson got it done last night. 23-plus uh, points for us. Should have had a little more, but he screwed up late, late. Um, Garza's been really good this year. Uh, 17 or more points in his last three starts. 
Uh, he's gone six or more in all three of those starts. Two run, two runs, one run, three run runs in those. Four uh, Ks or more. Four four seven. Really getting it done. He's got an ERA of two six six. Now, sure, the regression train's coming with Garza as well. We know this for a fact. It's Matt Garza for crying out loud. His Sierra's four four seven, so he's got over two two point difference there. But um, and strikeouts are down. He's only striking out sixteen percent of the batters he's facing. But the Padres. Strikeout over 25% of the time with the league average Wilba versus righties. Um, overall total on the game was extremely low. And the Padres team total is 388. Uh, lefties hitting 363. Righties 300 versus Garza. Definitely worth a gamble at 8200 Next up, we will go Miguel Gonzalez, 7700 at the Angels. He's been our guy. No one ever likes to play him. He's not flashy. He's not great. Um... Angels striking out 21.2% of the time versus righties. Woba of 293. Miggy has gotten barreled up. He's 13th worst overall on the season. The last 30 days, though, he's 23rd. So if you want to look at a positive angle, he's getting better, I guess. Barrel flip of 502, getting barreled up 5.59% of the time, striking out 12% of the batters he's facing. Not the most ideal numbers, but he's going up against the Angels, whose offense is not good. So definite GPP only. Um, I'm not saying go all in by any means, but wanted to bring Miggy Gonzalez up. Another interesting one in that Padres Brewers matchup: Jalise Chassin at 7,100 bucks against those Brew Crew. Chassin in his last few games at the White Sox: six and a third, seven hits, three earned, five Ks, 16.9 points. But he's pitched really well at home uh, against the Dodgers: 12 DraftKings points against. Arizona at home, 29.6 against the Giants at home, 26.6. So his best starts of the year have come at home in Petco. Going up against the Brew Crew, like I always tell you, they strike out a ton, but they also um, crush everybody. So Chassin striking out almost 19% of the guys he faces. Brewer striking out over 24% of the time. Team Woba, 337 versus righties. Uh, when it comes to Milwaukee, they only have a total of an implied total of 362. It's lower than the Padres. Uh, lefties hitting 340, righties hitting 307 against Chassin. They run a lot of righties out there, five, six, or seven righties at a time in that lineup. You have VR. Thames has been out the last two games with an illness. If he's out, that's huge. Travis Shaw has been out with a wrist injury. So if Thames and Shaw are out, there's two of their biggest lefties gone. Um, if the lineup builds properly, Chassin makes for a very sneaky GPP play. So keep an eye on him. <clears throat> Last but not least, Joe Biagini of the Toronto Blue Jays 6K against the Atlanta Braves. They played the first two games in Toronto. Now they're heading to Atlanta. I wish it was still in Toronto. I know that's a hitter's park too, but SunTrust is scary. But at 6K, interesting punt. His first two spot starts, he's coming out of the bullpens. They're lengthening him out, lengthening him out. His last time he was held to 70 pitches or less. So I believe he'll be up to like 85 or so in this one. I haven't seen the exact number, but that's just common sense. At Tampa Bay, four innings, two hits, no earned, four Ks, 16 points. Against Seattle, five innings, four hits, no earned, three Ks, 19 points. He's been outstanding. Throws high 90s heat and just really, really good stuff. Um, pitch counts, question mark, but 6K, you're going to get the value. Just that ballpark is scary. Um, 
over the last couple of years. And it's, it's tough to really look at these numbers because he's mainly been a reliever, but striking out 21.5% of the guys he faces. Astros are Braves striking out 20% of the time, 315 Woba versus righties. Uh, when it comes to the Braves, implied team total of 440, which is not good. But lefty's only hitting 286, righty's only hitting 276 against Biagini. Again, most sets out as a reliever, so take it all with a grain of salt, but it's, it's just an extreme punt play with Biagini. Scary environment, but punt, punt, punt at 6K. So your pitchers on the 11 game slate Michael Pineda at uh, $10,100. Rick Barcelo, 9,000 9, at St. Louis. Shoemaker, 88 versus the White Sox. Vargas, 84 versus the Yankees. Garza, 82 at the Padres. Miggy Gonzalez, 77 at the Angels. Chassin, 71 versus Milwaukee. Biagini, 6K at Atlanta. Keep those in mind. I like Garrett Cole. I didn't mention him, but against Washington, as great as Cole's pitched, he can make for an interesting GPP play, but I'm just going to stay away. He's been limiting hard contact. He's 12th on the fit board the last 30 days. Um, he's barrel fits 283, getting barreled 4% of the time, striking out 28.8% of the batters he's facing. You just got to know when you're facing the Nats, they are just such a dominant offense. They're scary, but their total implied total is 374, but lefties are hitting 350 off of Cole, and there's where I get scared. We got Harper and Murphy at um, those are the main, only main lefties he's going to face, which bodes well. Those are two scary lefties. So GPP, I can get behind it. But overall, that's why I didn't like go deep into him. Scary situation. But I can get behind it. Uh, I, will, I will have a tiny bit of coal exposure. Let's get to the bats. At the catcher's position, Gary Sanchez, 4,600 versus Vargas. If you're fading Vargas, I definitely like some Gary Sanchez. Uh, he went yard on Tuesday. Definitely worth a look to. After Gary Sanchez, you got Lucroy against Eflin at 3,900. When it comes to Eflin for Philly, I want to bring this up real quick. Um, where is my Texas Rangers? Uh, one second. Sorry about this. I have so many different things on my screen right now. There they are. Oh, Texas has the highest implied team total on the board at 5.22. Lefties hitting 3.41 off Eflin. Righties 3.09. So. Texas definitely in play tonight. Luke Roy's a righty, but he's three thirty nine hundred bucks. Uh, Alex Avila, first base catcher, eligible against Ubaldo Jimenez, thirty five hundred bucks. Lefties are crushing Ubaldo. Tigers in play team total of four nine eight. Lefties at three eighty five off Ubaldo. So Avila is a very nice play at thirty five hundred. You've got um, Salvador Perez, thirty four. Matt Weeders, thirty four versus Cole. He's one, another one of the lefties I forgot to mention in that Nationals lineup. Cameron Rupp, 3,400 versus the Trashner. Trashner's been pitching well this year, but uh, in the last 30 days, he is 22nd in the bottom 25 in the barrel FIP at 503, getting barrel 256, 2.56% of the time, striking out almost 13% of the guys he's facing, but he's walking over 16% of the batters he's facing. That is insane. Philadelphia, an implied team total of 478. That is fifth best overall on the day. Lefty's hitting 363, righty's 338. Do not sleep on the Phillies, folks. Kashner has been getting away with smoke and mirrors. The blow-up is coming in that one. Uh, Rupp at 3,400 behind the dish. You got Flowers, 3,400 for the Braves. Chirinos, I like him again tonight if he's catching at 3,300. Jet Bandy versus Chassin, 3,300. Should be getting a start because Pina started last night. Um, got Wilson Contreras at 31 against Feldman. Uh, Cincinnati, Chicago. Chicago, that game was so chalky last night. 
rightfully so, but uh, look for it to be chalk again today with the pitching matchup of Feldman and Hendricks and the win situation. Sandy Leone, 3,100 versus Mike Leak. I like Leone quite a bit tonight, actually, as a cheaper option. Stephen Vogt, 3,100 for the A's versus Bergman. The A's woke up a bit last night. Bergman, or Vogt had some nice knocks. Team total of 418. Lefty's hitting 408 off Bergman. Righty's 398. So definitely uh, keep the A's in your mind. Vote at 31. James McCann likely to get the day off uh, after catching all those innings last night. He's 3K. Jason Castro, 3K versus Marquez. Remember, Colorado, Minnesota, likely rain out. Love Miggy Montero if he's catching versus Feldman at 3K. That left-handed bat versus Feldman. Cubs team total of 449. Lefty's hit 343 off of Feldman. So keep that in mind. Andrew Knapp, if he's catching for Philly, he's a left-handed bat. He's 2,900. Makes that a little more intriguing, more than Rupp against Kashner. Like I mentioned earlier, the lefties versus Kashner. Lefties and righties, but lefties really raking it. So some very nice options there at the catcher's position. Uh, I like Avila and Gary Sanchez at the top, and then you can go deep for some value. At the first base position, Freddie Freeman, 5,200, coming home. That He's just been on fire everywhere he goes. Hit his 14th home run of the year yesterday. He's home run of back-to-back games in Toronto. Now comes on the Sun Trust where the ball just flies out, especially to right field. Zimmerman, 4,800 versus Cole. I mentioned Thames is day-to-day. He's 4,800. Joey Votto went yard yesterday. He's off to a great start this year. He's 4,700. Will Myers, 4,600. He's just been smoking the ball. Um, Rizzo, 4,400. Lefties versus Feldman. Rizzo's on, he's so much cheaper than everybody else. He went yard yesterday. Abreu versus Shoemaker, 4,400. Told you righties hit Shoemaker better than lefties. Abreu's been swinging a decent bat of late. Matty Carpenter, 4,300 versus Porcello. Uh, Miggy Cabrera, 4,200 versus Ubaldo. Yonder Alonso, 4,200 versus Bergman. Lefties versus Bergman. Well, lefties and righties, but lefties especially. Justin Smoke. This is where it gets interesting with Toronto. No DH. So it's either going to be Smoke or Morales. Um, they're facing faulty in that gas can of a ballpark. Their bats have been heating up. Lefties are hitting 334 off of Fulty. Righty's 322, which is not bad either. But uh, Smoke at 4,200 is definitely worth a look. He'll be low, low owned. If he's starting, don't sleep on Justin Smoke. Kenny's Vargas, 4,100. Uh, always an interesting GPP play, but at first base, uh, there's just so many good options. Hanram, 4K. Crush Davis, two dongs, both an extra innings to give the. Orioles the lead last night. He's thirty nine hundred bucks, nice and cheap versus Fulmer. Mike Napoli thirty nine hundred bucks. There's Kendris Morales. So if if Smoke isn't playing at forty two, you got Morales at thirty eight. If for some reason they're both in the lineup, Morales at thirty eight is outstanding. But Smoke's always low owned, so just keep these options in mind. I mentioned Pineda is good for one or two homers every game. He's given up like one point seven four home runs per nine or something. Hosmer thirty seven hundred versus Pineda. Chris Carter versus the lefty Vargas, 3,600, is in play. Uh, I mentioned Avila already. Louis Valbuena, first base, third base eligible versus Miguel Gonzalez at 3,500. Is an intriguing look there when it comes to Miguel Gonzalez. Lefty's hitting 308, righty's hitting 306. So neither one are really smoking the ball off them, but they're both options. Ryan Healy's having a, a pretty good last week or so hitting the baseball. He's 3,500, first base, third base eligible. If you want to go a little off the board there, Josh Bell for the Pirates. Pirates versus uh, Jacob Turner making a spot start 
for the Nats. 426 implied team total. Lefty's hitting 280. Righty's hitting 450 off a of Turner. So don't sleep on that one there. Uh, moving on from that. If somehow Adam Lynn gets to start for the Nats, he's 3,100 versus Cole. Remember, lefties versus Garrett Cole. Just wanted to put that one in the back of your mind. Moving on to the second base position. Daniel Murphy, 4,900. Uh, really good play tonight, of course. Brian Dozier, 47. Johnny VR 45. Like Starling Castro at 43 versus Vargas. Jed Jericho, second base, third base, 4,100 versus Porcello. Mentioned how Jericho hits righties better than lefties. Rudy Odor, 4,100 versus Eflin. Cesar Hernandez, 3,900 versus Kashner. Uh, you got Pedroia, 3,800 versus Leak. Colton Wong, 3,700 versus Porcello. Devin Travis swinging a really, really good stick lately. He's 3,700 versus Fulte. Um, 21, 19, 10, 7, 4, 8, 5, 7. Those are like his last week's fantasy games. He's been very productive of late, swinging a good stick. Uh, don't look at the 205 batting average. Look at recent production. And he's facing Sid Fulte in a very hitter-friendly ballpark in SunTrust at 3700 bucks. Josh Harrison of the Pirates went yard off Strasburg yesterday. Second base, third base eligible, 3600 bucks. Mentioned righties, better than lefties versus Turner. Jed Lowry of the A's, 3600 versus Bergman. Some nice second base options here, folks. Very nice. Uh, keep an eye on, on Harris Salarte, 3400 versus Garza. Scooter Jeanette, 3300 I mentioned him yesterday. He's always an intriguing, very low-owned option. Second base outfit eligible. Hitting towards the top of that very potent right now Reds lineup when he's playing. He's not playing every day, but when he plays, he's near the top, and he has sneaky power for a small little second baseman. Second base outfit eligible, by the way. As you go down the list, you go Danny Espinosa against Miguel Gonzalez at 3K as a sneaky, cheap, low-priced play if you need one. Um, you can go to uh, Yolmer Sanchez played last night. He had a home run for the White Sox. $2,300, second base, third base eligible. He hit second last night. Uh, it's a series hit tonight, but if he's near the top of that order and you're fading Shoemaker, $2,300, not a horrible option. Third base, Chris Bryant, 5,100, always in play. Another great game last night. Arenado, 5K if the game does play. Same with Snow at 49. Snow let us down yesterday. Manny Machado, 48. Joey Gallo, 4,400 versus Eflin is a very nice play tonight. Very, very much home run upside in that one. Rendon, 4,300 bucks versus Cole is an option. Um, Jed Jericho mentioned him. Kyle Seeger, 4K versus Jesse Hahn. Todd Frazier, 3,800 versus Shoemaker. Righties better than lefties. Uh, Eugenio Suarez, 3,600 versus Hendricks. Mentioned Josh Harrison already. Uh, Louis Valbuena, 3,500. Mentioned him. Mentioned Healy. Ryan Shimp, 3,500 versus Garza. Mike Moustakis, 3,400 versus Pineda. Could be another sneaky little Royals piece for a chance at a dong. Um, you know Pineda's always good for a blow-up here and there. So he just hasn't really done it this year. So... He looks like he looks like he's turned the corner, so that's about the time to jump on on the, the fade train, right? And that'll pretty much do it for your third base position. I want to go back to second base because I miss him every day until after the podcast. I remember him. That's why I always tweet something out to you guys. Follow my Twitter handle. I do mention things throughout the day when I see other plays I forget to mention. Here he is, Ian Happ, twenty seven hundred bucks versus the Cubs. They've been hitting him in the middle of the order. He's been raking to start things out. Uh, against Feldman, he's a great play. He's going to be chalky as chalky can be. But he's a great punt play. If you're going to punt, 
There you go. It's a great one. Twenty seven hundred bucks. Shortstop Trey Turner five K. I still can't pay that much for him. He has been hitting better of late. I will say that much. So if you want to, he's low owned. Knock yourself out. But it's just a steep tag. Uh, Segura forty seven hundred. Bogarts forty three. Andrus four K. Ledimus Diaz thirty eight hundred bucks. All nice options there. Zach Cozart thirty six hundred went deep uh, yesterday or Monday. Uh, Freddie Galvis, 3,500 is interesting. Hernan Perez, 3,500 outfield shortstop eligible. Addison Russell went yard yesterday. He's 3,300 versus Feldman. Definitely worth a look. Uh, Wilmer Defoe, if you want, if they sneak another lefty in there, he went yard yesterday. He's 3,100 as a cheaper option of the Nats. Ryan Goins, 2,900 for a lefty option versus Fulte. It's always interesting when they sneak him in there. And that'll do it at the shortstop position. Let's head to the outfield and wrap this bad boy up. Bryce Harper, fifty-seven hundred bucks. Almost hit one out of PNC yesterday. Mike Trout, fifty-six. Mookie Betts went yard yesterday, fifty-three. Aaron Judge, forty-nine hundred versus Vargas. Charlie Blackman's a great play if they play at forty-seven. Nelson Cruz, forty-five went yard yesterday. Matty Kemp, forty-five hundred back at home. He's been hitting really well in that ballpark. Billy Hamilton, 4,400, always a nice play. Ben Intendi, 4,400. Uh, Joey Bats is heating up. He's 4,400 versus Fulte, and that ballpark is very good. J.D. Martinez, the cover boy yesterday. Double dog, including the granny. 42 DraftKings points. Won't always be that good, folks, but the cover boy is a guy that I do have tons of exposure to. That's why I put him on the cover, and I always try to make it not the obvious chalk play either. I'm not going to go throw Bryce Harper on the cover and stuff. That's Captain Obvious. But J.D. 4,300 versus Ubaldo. Worth a look again today. I don't like him as much, but definitely the way he's swinging the bat, you can't ignore him. Brett Gardner, 4,300. Jason Worth, 42. Aaron Althair is swinging a great stick. He's 4,200 versus Trashner. Matt Holiday, 4,100 versus a lefty. Uh, go to uh, Gregory Polanco versus Turner at 4,100. He's day-to-day, but an interesting play if he does. Nomar Mazzara, 4K. Definite home run upside tonight. Uh, Lorenzo Kane, 3,900. Adam Duvall, 3,900. Dexter Fowler, 3,900. Andrew McCutcheon, 3,900. All interesting options. K with the Chris Davis, 3,900. Keon Broxton, 39. Mark Trumbo's, 38. Swinging a good stick. Kyle Schwarber went yard yesterday at 3,800. Hopefully, it's a sign of things to come. That's a very nice price tag for the upside you get there with Schwarber, especially against Feldman in that ballpark with that weather condition. Ben Gamble, 3,800 for the Mariners. Kevin PR, 3,800 versus Fulte. Some nice, cheap Toronto options. Do not sleep on the Jays. Adam Jones, 3,700 bucks. Jackie Bradley Jr. went yard yesterday, 3,700. Avisil Garcia, $3,700. A very sneaky play against the righty. Odubel Herrera, 3,700 bucks. I like him tonight. Aaron Hicks, the switch hitter, he's 3,600. Michael Saunders, 36. I'm not all in on that, but could be a nice, you know, GPP play. Ender and Ciarte, 3,600. Nick Marcakis, 36. Both lefties in that ballpark versus Biagini. Uh, I mentioned Hernan Perez already. Ezekiel Carrera, 3,500 for the Jays. Uh, nice, cheaper, low price or low-owned option. Shebler for the Reds, 3,400. Definitely worth a look there. As we get down the list, Trey Mancini's been playing great at 3,300. He usually doesn't play against righties, but if he is, still worth a look there. Matt Joyce, really hot right now. Really hot. Went yard last night. 
He's thirty three hundred bucks for Bergman. Definitely uh, more intriguing than normal. He's actually hitting the ball right now. Uh, Tyler Collins against Jimenez thirty one hundred is intriguing. Just sucks they moved him down the order now, so he's not as not as sexy as he once was. Matt Cesar, if he's playing for San Diego versus Garza at three K, is a definite look in that lineup uh, as a punt play because they usually hit him towards the top when they do. So it's an intriguing look there. And that'll do it for the outfield position and our bats on our 11-game slate. So there you have it. Pitching yet again, Michael Pineda 10-1 at the Royals. Rick Porcello 9,000 at the Cardinals. Shoemaker 8,800 versus the White Sox. Vargas 84 at the Yankees. Um, Garza 82 at the Padres. Miguel Gonzalez 77 at the Angels. Chassin 71 versus Milwaukee. Biagini 6K at Atlanta. Mix and match as you feel necessary. Stacking. Rangers. Highest total on the board at 5-2-2. Lefties did 341 off Eflin. Definitely, definitely a game stack in this one. Rangers, Phillies is Phillies 478 total. Lefties hit 363 off Cashner. Righties 338. Phillies will be much lower owned than the Rangers. So you can mix and match them. You can just do a Philly stack, just do a Ranger stack. Either way, all great options. Tigers versus Ubaldo. Lefties hit 385. Definite nice looks there. Um, Yankees versus Vargas. It's a gamble. The blowup's coming eventually. It's a definite gamble. Orioles versus Fulmer. Um, lefties only hit 255 off Fulmer. Lefty, uh, righties 304, so keep that in mind. Uh, I liked the Twins versus Marquez tonight if that plays, but I don't know if it will. Cubs versus Feldman's always in play. T- team total of 449. Lefties hit 343 off Feldman. Schwarber, really cheap. Remember that one. Braves versus Biagini is interesting. Royals versus Pineda is interesting. Uh, Mariners versus Hahn. Lefties hit 352 off Jesse Hahn. Uh, Pirates versus Jacob Turner. Righties hitting 450 off of Turner. A's versus Bergman I like a lot. I know the t- team total is only 418, but lefties hitting 408. Righties hitting 398 off Bergman. So keep that in mind. Jays versus Fulte is very, very nice. Lefties hitting 334. Righties 322. And the list goes on and on. So, tons of good options tonight. Tons of good options. Mix and match. Have some fun. Some interesting slates out there for us. But let's make some money. Let the screens be green. Uh, good luck to you all. Check us out, thesportsdjs.com. Recording around the bases with Bow Mo, episode 12 later today. And uh, watch your weather. Interesting winds. Rain in Minnesota. But you got four game early. 11 game late. And uh, 15 all day. Good luck to y'all. I'll catch you tomorrow. And this is MLB DFS Quickets, May 17th edition.